everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. We are here today, and today we are—we got a lot to do. So we are covering Hills Have Eyes 1 and 2, the original, the 1977 Hills Have Eyes, and the 1984 Hills Have Eyes Part 2. And we are joined by a first-time guest, Patricia Crespin. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. Nice to be here. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yes. being here. We're excited to have you, especially because this starts our <laughs> month of double, double toil and trouble. And we went straight to the trouble with some of Uncle Wes's <laughs> titles we've avoided. <laughs> I hate us. Yes. We were like, yeah. mm, circumvent all the last of the good stuff we've not talked about and go straight to these that we got some conversations about. <laughs> Right. No more fun on this street. What? Right. But before we get into these films, let's get to know Patricia a little bit better because it's the first time on the podcast. So, number one, what have you been up to? Plug any projects you're working on or anything like that? Um. Well, I have been keeping busy. I haven't been writing any new new stuff, but I've been keeping busy with uh, my plays and uh, one of my screenplays. I have a play called Living Purgatory that uh, we're working on right now. It is a play that, that has uh, five women uh, that are trapped in purgatory, and their goal is to help this, this child who gets sent to pur- purgatory accidentally, help this child get out, and, and in turn sort of save themselves from what's worse. So, uh, yeah, it's a great play. Uh, we're going to have original music written for it. Um, I am working with a, a director from Puerto Rico and another woman from Albuquerque who is also directing. And it's just, I'm really excited. This was my thesis play. It's the play that I wrote um, right as soon as I was getting, when I was getting out of graduate school. And, you know, it, it was good and I was happy with it. But I, I haven't brought it back to life since 2009. So it's it's been really fun to, to really um, bring it back to life. So there's that. And, um, I know you guys know there's a writer's strike, of course, right? Um, so what? Are you I sure? Know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been very, yeah, obscure details, <laughs> but no, yeah. <laughs> In terms of, of my screenplay, I, I just had a screenplay win um, as a final or become a finalist in the Screencraft drama competition. And so I've had a lot of um, interest in the screenplay. So I, it was going really well until the strike started and then people started backing off. But I do plan to go forward with producing that. And so that was based on a stage play that I wrote also. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. A lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff with very powerful women characters. And that's that's basically what I, I focus on. Yeah. I, I need to rewind because I forgot to tell people that this is definitely our playwright slot. We accidentally have every season um, oh, okay. where we invite a badass writer. <laughs> and this time the badass playwright happens to also be writing genre plays. So like <laughs> for all of y'all out there being like, we want more horror theater. Fine, Patricia. Right here. <laughs> yes. <It's> right here. 
here. You know what these two movies needed? These both of these movies needed some stronger women. So, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I, I could not agree with you more. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, that's definitely okay. something I'm about creating these powerful, these strong, powerful roles. Sorry for women, um, because there's there's wasn't enough out there. Listen. Love it. Yes. Um, we always ask this as well with our first time guests, and it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite scary movie? Ooh, I have so many, but um, I'd have to say The Exorcist. It's the Catholic. I'm a recovering Catholic, and you know that upbringing just sticks with you. Um, so The Exorcist for sure, but a very very close second would have to be The Changeling. With uh, yes, right, yes. right, love that with movie. Scott. It's better than The Shining, yes, yes, it's, it's better so than The Shining, and nobody will admit that. Now, that, yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree. Uh, that one is amazing. So, yeah, those two are pretty closely, t- um, or together. Love it, yeah. I like both of those choices. Um, what is your horror origin story? What got you started in the the world of the spooky? <laughs> Ironically, the the movie The Exorcist. I was um, I remember <laughs> the second release. I think it was somewhere like in seventy six, possibly. I was four years old in seventy six, and I specifically remember going to the movies with my mom and my brothers and sisters. And us begging my mom to let us watch The Exorcist. It was in the, the newspaper, you know, the picture of the priest looking at the house. And we were just begging her. And finally, she said, okay, you guys want to see it? Let's go see it. That scared the hell out of us. My sister stayed up praying all night. I mean, we were just devastated. But I liked that scary feeling. And I never looked back. Yeah. Love it. I love as a four-year-old. You're right. like, you know what I need to be scared the shit out of. I've been there. You know what I need as a four-year-old? Someone to tell me your mom sucks cocks in hell. Like, and look how we all turned out. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I really asked my mom how she felt um, about that scene and letting her kids see it. <laughs> I have a Stan the Mechanic t-shirt <laughs> with that's the same <laughs> with Stan's face. <laughs> and yes. I like to wear it when I'm in Utah for that film festival every year. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so again, before we get into uh, these two films, which I know we have a lot to talk about, go ahead and plug any social media that you want people to follow you at. Uh, my social media is a mess right now. I really don't have anything going on social media. So I have to, like, my website is in complete disarray. I am on Facebook. But I have, yeah, my social, sorry, my social media is really bad right now. I have nothing to plug. (laughs) Go to patriciacristine.com. Eventually, you'll see a badass website. (laughs) It's just under construction. I'm here for it. At least it's under construction. That means it's at least been made. Right. There's exactly. a lot of people who don't have websites. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. I made the first one. And so my uncle was like, okay, yeah, you need a new one. And so, yeah, my uncle's a badass with all the stuff that he's helping me. <laughs> I finally got my website a couple of years ago. And then, like, we went through two strikes because people won't pay people. <laughs> 
And so like nobody ever uses it for my scripts. They're all like, I want you to cover my movie. I'm like, fuck you and your movie. I'm trying to have a career. Get out of my lane. And so it's a whole bigger thing. And I'm like, why do I keep paying for this? I pay to fight people. I do that on Twitter for free all the time. I got to stop. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's get in to these films. We're going to start with the 1977 film, The Hills Have Eyes, the first film. one. <laughs> Girl, yeah. these are not films. Yeah. No. <laughs> these are these are projects. These are movies. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Motion pictures. <laughs> yeah. um, but So, Patricia, what's one of your first thoughts on this experience the first thing that came across to me was i mean the acting was so fucking painful i mean just the best actors in the whole movie were the dogs um it was yeah that was really hard for me because you know i also have an acting background and so i was just like it was so painful but you know had that 70s feel 70s films always had that you know really corny cheesy sort of texas chainsaw massacre feel but that was the one thing that like stuck out and stood out immediately. I was just like, oh no, here we go. This is gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was real yeah. rough. It was real rough. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying that Wes always had the best actors, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> this was by far some of the worst I've seen. And I've seen a lot of his shit. I seen some of his maybe TV movies because right. I'm a Wes Craven girl. Mm-hmm. This was <laughs> well. And this is also early West. Like this yeah. is not West hit. Like this is not West post Nightmare on Elm Street. Like right. this is West like way before then. Yeah. And so he didn't have the name recognition that he has later on in his career. So I get it, but it's also it's real bad. It is rough. Also in the seventies, a lot of these actors were getting away with this because people were looking down on horror. Um, it wasn't a respectable genre because it wasn't a romance or a drama. And so like the actors who were doing this were trying to make rent. Like Betsy Palmer is famous for being like, I did Friday 13th because I wanted a car. And I'm like, I respect that girl, but also damn, you gotta say it that way. (laughs) Tell your truth. (laughs) Right. Hey, you know, for a car, for food, I guess it'll be the only thing. But yeah. Listen. But obviously we're we're I, it was one of those like low, low budget, you know, um Halloween type situations. Um only Halloween was lucky with that better. Yeah. I think right. it's fascinating to look at like the first movie from a lot of the grandfathers of horror as people put it. But because like it tells a story if you look mm-hmm. at it. Because the ones that got them known, it's like, oh, oh, that's what you did. <laughs> How'd you get from there to here? Um, which right. I'm happy Wes became Wes because this was a mess. My first, <laughs> yeah. my first thought is I thought I had seen this movie, so I was surprised that my whole life was a lie. That keeps happening because <laughs> when you're a kid, people tell you the wrong titles because they're not paying attention. They're adults; they don't talk to you. And you're like, "What's this?" So like, it's Amityville. It turns out it's Amityville 19, and I'm a liar, <laughs> and I don't know what the first one looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have, I watched this movie as like an early teen and just remember, the only thing I remember when I first watched it, which apropos, I guess, is the rape scene. Cause it's so like, we'll get there because it, woo, it is a moment. But like, what I come away from this film with, cause the acting is not great, but they aren't given much on this page. Like this writing is, these characters 
are terrible. Objectify like the father and brother are both sexist, like hands down, completely, mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. None of them are smart. None of them, <laughs> especially yeah. the moment when unless the dogs, the dogs are smart. I will be there in a minute, but like. That moment when that brother runs after he blew up the RV and like, I gotta go find him. Mm-hmm. I was like, what in oh, God's, God. like, what? what? Who does this? Me and Bobby oh. were gonna fight the whole movie. He was just making all the wrong choices. And I, I'm a, mm, Bobby, yes, he's garbage. Also, the husband, I, was that Doug? Am I making that up? I think so. Because uh, yeah. Doug could have been the dad. Again, these characters, they make no sense. They're just sort of caricatures. And so all the women are written in a way that I fucking hate because they're all hysterical and worthless and shrill and basically useless. And so it's, here's what I mean, think of women. Um, and we're going to do it on film. Uh, and I'm just like, for why? For why? Why can't they be like, I know how to use a radio. I know how to use a gun. Like, <laughs> they're just like, oh no, the men will be back soon, right? And I'm like, bish. You got into an RV to take a road trip and you don't know how to do anything? Are you serious? It's the 70s. What? And, you know, that was very common in those movies back then. Well, unless you, except for Halloween, that's, that character really started coming alive, like in terms of of um, putting women in a more, a stronger role. But um, I think back in the 70s, there was a lot of movies that were being made that had these women that were just fucking useless. Or, oh, my God, you know, let the men save us. Um, and this one just sort of followed that exact sort of, of pattern, that that writing format yeah. that followed that same sort of same character. You know what Phil by Will praise? Because it is the 70s, but it, it, to me anyways, it does not really follow that trope, is The Exorcist. Hmm. The mother, Chris, is very much like, i got to get this shit done. We're going to mm-hmm. figure this shit out. Of course, she calls in the priest. Women couldn't be priests in the Catholic Church, and I'm pretty sure they still can't be. So, like that had like yes, but she was still very assertive as a character. Right. I I tend to push back on the whole like Halloween one. Laurie Strode is like because like she's so like, and I don't think it's her performance. I think it's the the tracks they used. Mm-hmm. Like every time she's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. like, my yeah. thing, no, here's my thing, Trent. If you are 16 and you're babysitting and people start trying to stab you, how are you going to react? <laughs> and so that makes sense because she was also like, I'm crying because obviously I'm yeah. crying, but also here's a knitting needle and I'm going to make a plan while I'm crying. Unlike, it some, makes sense, yes. unlike some final girls, I know you last summer, who don't ever do anything. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And I will say, but I, when I'm thinking of 70s female characters, I th- I I just think that the exorcist does not get a do for their female character. Yeah. I mean, it's one of probably the better ones. If I look at the whole decade, because we just we just did the seventies, and I'm like, I don't know what the movies were. Gina Davis and the Fly, or was that the eighties? That's the eighties. Never mind. 80s. Yeah, never mind. But that yeah, that was a, a, a but yeah, really like, powerful character. Yeah. yeah, it also took me out because it took me forever. I think it was like the last 20, 15 minutes or so. I figured out that Katie was the baby and Ruby was <laughs> the girl who was like part of the Hill people. I could not figure who these little girls were. Who was Katie? Who was Ruby? They I had it inversed until I watched the second one and they were like, her name is Ruby. I'm like, is it? And I had to go back and change my notes. What? <laughs> That's how much the women were doing. We didn't know their real names until the sequel. <laughs> Nice. I know, right? Yeah. But that, 
Oh, right. Because of Ruby. Never mind. Never mind. I want to say this, though, before I forget. How about the the military presence? It was so, like, there in the beginning of the movie. And it was such a big part of where they were going with the movie. And then it was gone. Like, these people are stuck in the middle of fucking nowhere. Where are all the planes? Where are all the fucking military people? They just disappeared. So that bothered me a lot. Right? I was so frustrated with that part. Sorry, I had to just break in and say that. No, because when they said that, I'm like, so the other one's going to find the military base, right? Right? He finds stuff from the military base, and he happens to bring some of it back that ends up useful. I'm like, oh, isn't that a video game waiting to happen? Right. Because, like, yeah. he brought back three things that's happened to you, three things they need. I'm like, you carried all that shit back five miles for right. why? You just felt in your heart of hearts, y'all might need to trap this man like home alone? I'm like, come on now. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. That was, it. and the fact that, you know, that they didn't show him going and I might be a little bit biased because I did end up watching the first one before I watched 77, but I was, the fact that he just came back and told everybody about it and how cool it was. I wanted to see him go there and go through it and you know what I mean? And experience it with him because that was, that was what was yeah. the, the issue, right? That they were testing all these nuclear bombs and there was just so much radiation there that was destroying everything. And and then they just sort of left it and it just became about these they, people they, who didn't yeah. even look deformed. They, I mean, except for that one dude with the head. Right. Thank they you. They all looked fucking normal. That's, that's my thing. Because it feels like they were really trying to make a shady commentary about heel folk. Because mm -hmm. we love classism in this country. And I'm just oh, like, if that's, your, if that's your thesis, is people look down on people who are not from the suburbs and not doing apple pie American bullshit. That's a cool thesis. But when you also have those same people out here doing all the fucking crimes, it hurts your, it hurts your idea. It hurts your thesis. Right. Right. Cause you're like, y'all look down on them cause you're suburbans and you're well, special and privileged, but also he's going to like assault your daughter. And that's not, right. does not connect. Uncle Wes does not connect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The assault. Uh, ugh, okay. But like, one of the things, the issues that I have, cause I, like I said, it's been at least a decade or so before since I've seen the remake of this film. But one of the things that I remember specifically in the remake is that they they lead heavily on the the testing of the nuclear waste, and that yeah. that is why yeah. this these people have become deformed and fucked up in the head and like psychotic and stuff. Not because this backstory where the dude had an evil son who came out deformed, and so he had to he was I was questioning you and then he burned his house down and killed his wife so he kicked him out and left him for or hit him in the head with a pipe and then left him for dead in the desert it's just it's not as effective as what the a remake does to me anyways i could be wrong about that but especially not as effective as other villain Ill origin stories that west does in future mm -hmm. projects right, right. <laughs> yeah that, that whole storyline really pissed me off but I, yeah, because another brother came out of fucking nowhere, the uncle, right? Who was he? How come he didn't talk about that son? Who was even creepier than the real son? He looked more scary than the real son. Did. When we get to the sequel, I have questions about how uncle knew about anything. Because again, these are hill folk. They don't have telephones and post offices. But that's a, I have so many rants because the second one pisses me off even more right. because it's a bad movie. It's somehow worse than this. <laughs> Not because it's expensive, but because it's just bad. I'm like, you gonna do this to me too, Uncle Wes? But I have notes 
Anyway, I I will say that I I don't like that we keep having to have all this exposition instead of just fucking doing the thing. Because like we have to connect these dots to be like, so the chemicals that are in the air for the military that's not here anymore. That's probably why this kid was deformed. But also, wouldn't there be other people who are also impacted by this? Where are them? Because yeah. right now we have this one old guy at a gas station, um, and his great great granddaughter. Great, great uh, we don't again. <laughs> runs mm-hmm. down once but take me with you. Yeah, I know. What is? I think she's his granddaughter. But I, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, and that, and that's one thing I definitely do remember from the remake is that they like have to sneak into this town. It's like a town full of people who are default like so there's much in the remake there are many more people that this is affected not just like a family mm-hmm. i just think that 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 origin story makes more sense and it utilizes the comment on the military industrial complex much better than this one does mm-hmm. it just makes that comment a little more clear because yeah it was definitely muddled in this one this feels like almost making a statement instead of making a full statement because again you see you see the you see the alphabets in the alphabet soup you see mm-hmm. the military you see the fallout from what they were doing to people whatever it was you see the suburban family who's afraid of poor people but also the poor people are kind of frightening and so like you you can't mm-hmm. even be like oh no i too would lock my car if people ran up to me to steal my shit and snatch babies i too <laughs> would yes <laughs> and so it's just like i i need an uncle west to be like i'm gonna say this with my full chest whatever the fuck it is and he, he did not this time which i feel like he does later in his own, later in his career when he's having fun he's like i'm saying it's my full chest but also lol is where i'm gonna flip you off and i'm like you can have it all uncle west you can yes do that <laughs> yes i and i liked patricia earlier that you mentioned the best characters were the dogs <laughs> Because they're the only ones that ever landed any kind of hit. Right. Uh, yeah. What's it? What's the main dog? The Beast. Uh, Beast. Be- Beast is in the sequel. Beast. No, Beast he's in the, the first one too. Okay. Yeah, it's the same character. Yeah. Okay. He's one that lives. Yeah. Beast is the only one that does it. Lands a hit on any of the people. I know. People. And I put until they did until they do the trap with the Bob's body and then the car, but then they. They fucked that up too. Like every human being in this movie is stupid. Like every one of them. Speaking of people, Bobby. Because literally Bobby knows what's going down. He's like, that dog was ripped into pieces. And instead of him communicating that to the ladies, he's got to wait for a man to come around. But the man doesn't want to listen because he wants to go bank his sister in the station wagon. I'm like, I know y'all married, y'all on a family trip, but also your dad's been missing. One of your dogs is missing. Is it really now the time to fuck? Is it? Is it? I <laughs> yeah that that was really Clearly Bobby scared. he couldn't tell them what was going on you know what I mean like oh yeah beast is gone I fell and hurt myself which yeah anyway that was that was a frustrating part for me too he would not communicate because how hard would it have been to come back from the hill to be like our dog is up in half I think we're in danger but instead he's like let me wait until the men are back to tell them and I'm like Bobby you've already failed I hope you die mm-hmm. But the sister did kind of come to to a little bit of, of strength, come into a little bit of strength when she started helping him at the end, right? Like rolling the, the wire and, and whatnot. She was she was a wuss. She was an asshole right up until then. But I thought she kind of at least Gave something, you know what I mean? Gave some sort of redemption to the women for being such fucking losers and just dying. She did come up with the Kevin McAllister trap, and I appreciate yeah. that because mm-hmm. Bobby was not going to. Right. But 
even afterwards, she was like, let me get back to the screaming. Like literally, <laughs> no, Bobby, no, no, yeah. Bobby, no. I'm like, yeah. bitch, can you use your words? Uh-huh. Clearly screaming's not working at Bobby. <laughs> um, and so we're back to women just Listen, screaming. and I would have let him go. I'd have been like, you go ahead. I'm going to go this other direction. You have fun. Bye. <laughs> you fucked yourself. Every time she was screaming for five minutes, I was like, why don't you just go ahead and make another porno? Like, just do that instead. Because that's what you really want. Because this is, makes no sense. There's ever screaming for five minutes every time she's on screen. Right. And yeah. I, it reminds me of people who piss on horror movies like it's just a bunch of women screaming and getting hurt i'm like no and i see this like you know what i'm gonna sit down today (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) you know what i do think because it's interesting to think of wes's career as as its own journey because like he started with the last house on the left which he started in porn well that ape snake (laughs) i want that shirt still directed by ape snake if you're listening, I have a birthday coming up next year. <laughs> but like, so he started with Last House on the Left, which is very much assaulty. Was that his first nine for TV movie? That's his first. Yes, okay. that's his first. And then he goes to this, and then he goes like he goes further. I don't think West comes into his own until he or becomes like the West that I love until he starts writing smart women. Specifically yeah. with a nightmare on Elm Street. Like that is yeah. when West becomes the West that I adore and right. love. Right. Uh, these earlier films, he's definitely trying to, and he even talks about it that he almost didn't even take the project of Scream because he was tired of right of doing films where women were just fodder to be killed off. And I think that with Nightmare and then with Scream he really started finding his footing to writing strong women that survive and then are outsmart the killers. And I, and I think that's a really interesting journey. I mean, we also have to admit that like Kevin Williamson wrote Scream. I know, I know Uncle Wes likes to put his fingers in, well, he liked to put his fingers in his work. And so he probably made some suggestions and they talked about some things, but that was right. definitely Kevin Williamson. And so we need to give him his cookie because Absolutely. I love what Uncle Wes did with his entries in Elm Street. Those are the ones I remember, which I'm like, I love that franchise. I don't love that mm-hmm. franchise. I love <laughs> Freddy Krueger and I love what Wes did with his movies. Right. Um, and right. then the other ones are right. out there. Yeah, the <laughs> <ones are> <laughs> um, right. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was a cheeky charm to his May TV 80s movies or 70s movies. I'm sorry. I can I can count. But they're not great because it's May TV 70s movies. And so it's people with poodle hair who are being like, girls only like the mall and boys. But also, we have a witch in the house. But I can't look away. Um, and- <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. Absolutely. I think Wes totally came into a different place. Um, with the Nightmare on Elm Street films, or like you said, the ones that Wes were specifically involved in. Yeah, I mean, to go back to that rape scene, if that's okay, I honestly thought, because I had talked to people about it, um, my sister specifically had seen it, and my niece, and they were telling me that it was just really bad, and there's this horrible rape scene, and so I really expected something that would just completely blow my fucking mind, that would make me sick, kind of. But it didn't. And it it just like I was surprised. And I, I mean, I see where he was going with it. I think he was just trying to do like another last house on the left kind of thing, um, you know, that for shock value or whatever, because it didn't really fit in. They were there to take all the food and, and, and ammo and whatever they could. And then, oh, hey, let me just fuck her real quick. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, if Wes, if you're going to fucking do it, shock me. Make me horrified. Make me want to vomit. 
or else what's the fucking point? So I felt like it wasn't powerful enough. I don't know. It it felt it felt like men being careless with assault as they are want to do, like and have been doing mm-hmm. since the dawn of sex scenes on film and mm-hmm. are still doing today. Because again, like you said, it's one of my notes too. This was a smash and grab. And so the fact that both of them were like, I gotta assault her. For whom? Mm-hmm. People are screaming, you set shit on fire, you have two seconds. So you don't right. even have time logistically if we're gonna step away from the fact that why? This movie didn't need that. This movie's doing something else. And you're like, but also. And again, I know that it's, I know that it's the seventies. And so people are like, we got to have women, we got to have them assaulted and slapped around. Otherwise it's not a movie. And I just, I hate it here because I know he's a better director than that. I know he's a better writer than that. And yet here we are. And and like you said, Patricia, I actually ended up, I was like, I'm curious to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen the original Last House on the Left. And it is difficult to get through, but it does something. Like, it made me feel some kind of way. This assault is just thrown in there. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Why does the family not come when they hear her screaming? Right. Why? Because I know they're, to be fair. they're dealing with... <laughs> right. They're dealing with the dad. But also, like, can you not hear your daughter screaming too? Like, I, there's no... She's always screaming. So, like, how would they know it's different? Fair, <laughs> fair point. But, like, <laughs> it's not needed. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. In the last house on the left, while, yes, it is absolutely difficult to get through it, I would never tell a woman who has or anyone that has had to deal with any kind of sexual assault trauma to watch that movie because I it would I woo uh, it was it it was difficult for me who mm-hmm. is someone that I have never dealt with that and personally but at least it made me feel kind of, like it made me be like oh god these people are terrible and this it's just kind of like oh yeah it's there they did it and it's like what that's even worse almost it felt like a box check it was like we have to have two blondes we gotta have a couple of old grouchy guys an assault scene and we need two dogs and a partridge and a pear tree and i'm like no wes (laughs) you're better than this (laughs) and that's why we put this off for so long because like we know he's got a checkered past we know he's got a checkered past (laughs) um what filmmaker who's made that many movies doesn't Um, (laughs) but yeah it's still just like i would roll my eyes yeah. And they always start off a little shady, those those new filmmakers. Um, but yeah, he came into his own after a couple of uh <laughs> or this definite debacle. It's it, yeah, it was not <laughs> a couple decades. He came. <laughs> right. He got there he got there before <laughs> it was too late. Um that's what really matters. Because I think that it is also it's important for filmmakers out here who are doing this shit now and are like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta uphold this bullshit nobody wants to see. To see that you can change and become a better filmmaker. And when you do change, because right. I, when West started writing better women and started directing movies with better women, that's when a lot of us leaned in. Because we were just like, mm-hmm. uh, another hack. Um, right. And he was like, no, what if I put my talents to work and talked about people instead of caricatures and women as props? Right. Yeah. Right. I, um, was literally about to say the same thing that West shows that a filmmaker can grow and learn and become better. And that, and honestly, that makes me love him even more. It, despite his checkered beginnings with these, these two films, um, I, 
yeah, it makes me think, oh yeah. So like those people that I have issues with today could change if they wanted to, but they just won't. <laughs> I'm always saying we all take jobs we don't want when we're starting out. Like how many theater productions did I do in undergrad and grad school that I could give no shits about um, from <laughs> people in the canon who I could give no shits about. Um, but it's what you do when you're in charge. Like if you're still doing that shit when you're the boss, you're the problem. If right. when you're like, I'm the boss and you're like, let me mix it the fuck up. That's what I'm looking at. Because like, if you apologize for the fucking things you've done in your past and they're not like atrocious, Marky Mark, um, <laughs> then we could probably find a way to like coexist, if not get along. But like when you're just like, I did it and y'all liked it, so I'm gonna keep doing it, Eli Roth. Um, then I'm not interested in what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Do we I, have any more thoughts? I have so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could be here all night, folks. Get ready. Scrap um, it. The baby's faces took me out the whole fucking movie. Mm. however katie running with a fake baby made me laugh even louder because like that little those little fake legs ruby running with a fake baby i'm sorry because her name is ruby but we don't know that's the second movie we don't know we don't know the second movie that that's ruby but ruby running with katie the baby and the little legs just flapping around i was dying that was fucking hilarious yeah i was still cackling when they weakened at bernie their mom to be like, we gotta do it. I'm like, do you know? Is he really? And it worked because apparently they know it was gonna work. He's gonna be like, that dead woman needs my attention. And so he stepped right, right in the circle yeah. and kept pulling him up. Right. But they didn't look at the gas gauge on the car to be like, oh, we don't have any gas. You know what? These kids, this whole family's not smart. Um, the father is just like your typical, I yell, and I'm an old grouchy white man. Ha ha. These are, again, these are all caricatures and not characters, which is why none of them do anything for anybody, <laughs> right. which is wild because like when Wes uses caricatures later on in his career, it's for reasons. Like we know Nancy's mom is Nancy's mom and we know that she's doing what she's <laughs> doing because <laughs> that character is a she's suburban housewife who's flamingoing, as I like to call it. <laughs> and like here's just like I prop pieces. I got to move some shit around and we got to like have people run down here and murder some people. It's fine. Let's go. We got 13 days. I also just need to say congrats to Ruby the Snake Wrangler because she showed them that not all of the Hill folks are monsters, I guess? Question mark? Right. Well, apparently she ended up, yeah, apparently not, right? I mean, that was her her whole point. That was her whole point in being there was to sort of counter everyone's opinion of who those people were. I would say, and it sends me because I'm just like, that's when you're like, y'all shouldn't judge books by their cover. This girl in the mm-hmm. short skirt who happens to be civilized is going to save you all. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> also, what snake was that? Because that venom that was, was a, like, bam, you're dead. It looked like a rattle. I know, right? It looked like a rattlesnake, I think. It should have been since they were in the New Mexico desert. So I don't know. But it was that. really long. For <laughs> it really was. It was a long fucking rattlesnake. I don't think I've seen one that long. It was an anaconda. <laughs> she put that on his skin yeah. and he died instantaneously. No, I mean, if I saw a snake, I too would die. So, like, I can't even fall in for that. That's realistic. That's the one thing I can't take away from Wes. He was like, you see a snake, die. And I was like, ah! What? <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad. I don't know. I was, I, what did you think of, like, the the plot itself i mean i the fact that this family is driving out in the middle of fucking nowhere they're on their way to california but they decide to take this crazy ass out in the middle of nowhere route to celebrate their fucking anniversary or what were they doing what 
I mean, how fucking cocky and narcissistic can you be? That everything will be fine. The guy is warning you, telling you to turn the fuck around. And they're still like, no, we're going to do this. I mean, come on. So in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, these, these, you know, uppity fucking, I, do I say these uppity people, uh, you know, just automatically assume that everything's going to be just fine if they drive out into the middle of nowhere in the fucking New Mexico desert. Yeah. I mean, sounds white to me. Sounds white. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. A little white privilege happening there. Just think about the message of you take the road less traveled, you'll die. Like, what is that? What? what? Is that message in the 70s? You take the road less traveled, you'll die. Basically, it's oh. <laughs> also the message it's giving us. Right. Had they stayed on the main road, they'd be back in their suburban life. But it took the road less traveled. And that's why you should all go to college and join the military and be good little girls and boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Follow your P's and Q's and you won't get attacked right. by crazy people. <laughs> right. You just eat your right. apple pie and wait till the men come back. <laughs> like, right. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right, are we ready for hot takes for this first movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> because I said mine as usual, I'm going to change mine. This is by far my least favorite West... No, this is by far my second favorite... My second West to last. Craven... <laughs> my second least favorite West Craven movie I've ever seen, and we have ever covered... Well, we are about to cover the first one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Which I think is good, because if I could love him... After seeing this, then it was meant to be. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So absolutely. my hot take, yeah, my hot take is, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, so I'm, but I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to expand okay. upon it. I remember, and I'm going to go ahead and say it definitively, I enjoy the remake better. Mm-hmm. The remake makes more statements. The remake knows what it's trying to say from what I remember. And, and I, when I rewatch, I may be like, I was wrong, but I don't imagine that happening because <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you could get worse. <laughs> yeah. No, like, <laughs> I mean, I do think sexual assault is still there and it's still unneeded and unnecessary, but I think that everything else is working better than in, in this movie. So that is my hot take. And I'm usually one that's like, don't remake shit. It doesn't always, things don't always need to be remade, but <laughs> This is one that I think they proved me wrong. So I think Wes could have definitely, um, he had so much uh, potential to play with in this film. I mean, the whole, uh, you know, uh, nuclear testing and all that stuff. I mean, that was very real, right? And was this based on the true story? It was, right? Somewhat. They claim that. But I didn't know if it was accurate or if it was what they just were doing. Because people love to be like, it's based on true stories. Isn't that terrifying? Right, right. So it's I, based I think, on a true story. So people died in the desert. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to a few people along the way. So yeah, I think he just had so much that he could have done. And I was so fucking disappointed that, you know, all the, the, the storylines that he could have expanded on, just he didn't do it. And so I felt like I, I couldn't wait for the movie to be over so I could just mm-hmm. watch it and say, okay, now I can talk about it because it's over. <laughs> so yeah. It, it was definitely one that I know I don't need to go back and watch ever again. Listen, once we hit stop on this recording, I will never speak of these movies again. <laughs> I know what I did last summer, and that's all I know about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the sequel, because there's even more to discuss in the sequel, because goddamn, 
All right, so we're talking about Hills Have Eyes Part 2 from 1984. So, Patricia, lead us in. What's, where should we start here? Okay, um, basically, this was like a what the fuck, why did you make this film? What is going on? Yeah, I, it felt, you know, just from the beginning, like, okay, he's having this hard time. But he's, I don't, I don't know, what was he making, oil? What the fuck was he producing? I didn't even know what this guy was producing to send these motorbike people to the exact same fucking spot, exact same fucking spot that they were in in the first movie. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, are you having a hard time wanting to go to the desert? He's not going to the fucking desert. He's going to the exact same spot. And then Ruby's like, oh, I'll go. What? What the fuck? So I think right away, like, come on, man. This is bullshit. When we open with Bobby in therapy giving us the recap, because again, back then you had to like show them your whole first movie before you start the new one. <laughs> Very I was like, we just lived it, Wes. We just lived it. But Bob was like, it was fucked up, man. I don't want to go back. And the therapist's like, you should go back. It was all in your head. And Bob's like, my family's dead. I think it's in my head. And then Bob was like, I'm not going back. Y'all can go back with Ruby. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Ruby's like, I don't think we should leave the road because there's danger out here. But if we vote and y'all but, want to, we'll do it. I'm like, right, girl. right. You were with the hill folks. You know what they're capable of. Right. You were there with them your whole life. You know it's not good to leave the road. You know it's not good to be out here. What is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. Again, these characters make no goddamn sense. Bobby, that 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 is the only decision that has made this movie that makes sense. I don't want to go. Y'all go ahead. I'm staying. <laughs> It's big it's white man energy to be like, there's danger over there. Y'all go. If you come back, I might owe you some money. Depending on who yeah. makes me pay you. What? Right. right. I agree. Like, why is Ruby here? Why is Ruby here? Also, why did it take me an hour to realize Cass is blind? Like, <laughs> I, it's not. It was the hour mark. And I'm like, oh, shit, she's blind. Oh. Yes, you know, I yeah. Every time I was looking at her, Sorry, I was getting pissed off because she was looking away. She wasn't looking at anybody directly. No eye contact. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this bitch? You know what I mean? I thought it was bad acting. I thought it was just bad acting. Yeah. Because like, when the boyfriend breaks in in a mask, he's like, you always feel my face first. I'm like, y'all some freaky people. What's this movie going to be about? And then she looks at the motorcycle garage. She's feeling her way. She's like, give me your soda. And he's like, how she know I had a soda? And I'm like, there's too much happening already. I don't know if this is a good choice. Also, why is no one ever concerned? Like, no one. Right. There is no concern in this entire movie. They're always relaxed. They're like, people are dying left and right. They're like, okay. Like, sure. Where are the stakes? Like, what's right. going on here? I'm going to shower. Right. They're just like, I want to get today off of me, even though people are disappearing. Like, right. the fact that they're going to gas like this woman. If I'm in a bus with somebody and I hear her screaming from a barn we just discovered, and I walk in there and she got beat up, and she's like, my brother did it. My brother's bad news, y'all. I believe her. <laughs> they're like, you just have some sort of psychosis breakdown because you're dehydrated and like your hair products. I'm like, don't, don't. Just <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I'm not done with my decisions that make no sense. Why right. is Cass the blind girl? Trying to climb down the fridge well right. thing. <laughs> yeah. Why? Also, why are they fucking on this bus as people are dying? And then they're like, no, you were looking at her and I'm mad now. I'm going to run off. What? <laughs> Can we also yeah. Talk about how when the bike gets stolen after they're gaslighting her about her brother that's not real and they're like, oh, he stole it. They don't apologize because men, they stop and change. They suit up to get their stolen bike. I'm like, is that bike not priceless? 
because you are doing a whole wardrobe change. I know it's for your stunt doubles because obviously, but also it doesn't make no fucking sense. Just be in that already. Be in that on the bus. Be like, I'm wearing all these sleeves and shit so we can just go ahead and go. Don't be like, he stole it. He don't know us. Zip, zip, zip. Hand me my other glove. I'm like, this is, what is this quick change? I hate everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's these scenes were thrown in there just so randomly to like, almost like to fill space, you know, like, like using the first movie in the beginning. He was filling a lot of space with scenes that just were f- f- were pointless. And I know why. Because I was like, I need answers, Uncle Wes. I know you're not with us. I'm going to find some fucking answers. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened was they started filming this bullshit before Nightmare on Elm Street. And the studio was like, stop. Just shut it down. Nobody wants this. And after Elm Street blew up, they were like, oh, we were joking. Wes, we should finish that other movie. And he was like, <laughs> we didn't have enough footage for a movie. And they're like, Make it happen. We're a studio. So he ended up padding, and that's why he has so many flashbacks. And the fucking dog gets a flashback. <laughs> well, the dog right? got a flashback. Actually, it, it sent me, but then I was also like, you know what? That tracks. Beast is a, is is once again carrying this cast. Exactly. Beast, exactly. Is, Beast got to have back problems by the end of this pro- by the end of this project. <laughs> Poor dog. I know. He's like, come on. He's fucking humans, man. I would have let everything until that point go, but when the dog had a flashback, I was like, you fucking serious, West? You're playing in my face. I... <laughs> this is the biggest scam you've ever pulled on me, Uncle Wes. And I don't know right. what the fuck I'm doing. So, I will say that while this is... An objectively worse film, like absolutely, hands down, a worse film because it just makes no goddamn sense. There are elements of this film that are smoother than that first one. That first one is real crunchy. It is real crunchy. This one, they had they had some stunt doubles. They they had some babies that didn't have their legs flopping around. Like okay, they they had some stuff going on. So I will give it that. It's objectively still a worse film which is saying something but not by like leaps and bounds worse even it is even west (laughs) is on this one he was like i needed another movie um the elm street money (laughs) was it felt real good but also i had kids at that point and i did it for monies um and i'm like that's honest thank you they're still not paying writers and directors so here we are there's a lot of i believe him because it's hard out here (laughs) they're still not paying writers and directors so like yeah exactly i'm sure he didn't get anybody so he's never lied (laughs) i was just gonna say you would think with his success with nightmare on elm street he might have had better luck finding better actors to put their fa- put their names with his, but nope, no such luck. Like I just, nope. I always feel so bad when I see movies like this because I'm not saying that better actors would have made it something to watch again. I'm just saying it would have been one less complaint. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the script was just obviously not not well, and wasn't finished right. being filmed, which is why we have so many flashbacks. Uh, because again, like they were like, "Stop! We we we've made a mistake. We don't want this anymore. Pull the plugs, everybody home." And then they were like, "J.K., you're somebody now. Please finish this." And he was like, "Um, I guess we could pass it. That sounds great, Uncle Wes. Put that out there with your name on it." And he's like, "My name." And he's like, "Your name. <laughs> we want that money for your name." <laughs> yes, and I also love. I will say it is consistent. 
that the dogs are pulling the weight, like I said earlier. The dog is, once again, the smartest character in this movie. Even Ruby is like, remember that time that dog fucked you up? It's going to do it again. And here, here comes Beast, just like, I'm here to save the day. Ruby was like, that's my, that's, that is my dog right there. That's my dog. I'm happy you brought that up because her and her brother giving exposition while they're in the middle of a knife fight sent me. Because it was like, ha I got you, bitch. And it's like, don't forget the dog is out here. You know, Beast. He's like, I don't know, Beast. You know, Beast. He fucked you up. And also when daddy said that and then daddy said that and then he spanked you when we were kids and you ate the last Pop-Tart. And I'm like, come on, Neil. Finish the fight. Like, <laughs> but then, And then but also then Uncle, the blue- Uncle Ray Ray's in town, Neil. And I'm like, <laughs> when, also, how are these people? So I'm assuming these hill people are not educated. This just hit me. They're not educated, but yet she's got a suit on now. She's a different bitch. They know planets to name their people. <laughs> you got Pluto. You got Jupiter. You've got <laughs> just what? Anyway, <laughs> Boba that sent me was when Pluto jumps across that ravine and and uh, Beast is like, "No, I ain't trying that shit." And he's like. Beast, you poop licker, uh, fart sniffer. And I was like, it reminded me of that commercial. Do you remember that commercial that was like, lit liquor? That's what it reminded me of. I that commercial, but I commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Look up on YouTube, lint liquor, and it'll be, yeah. They call each YouTube. other names, and at the end, they call, the girl calls somebody a lint liquor. Anyway. I got questions. So, um, stupid. But I, I need to know how the uncle was notified that the father died and he should come and take care of the family. Because again, they're hill folks. They don't have phones and post offices. Who who told? Who was like, we know where they're stationed and we're going to send a carrier pigeon? I don't know. How did they? Con- I have right, questions. Right. Go run and tell them. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Like, I don't even know where he came from. I mean, according to the old man, there was one kid that was deformed with a big head and he didn't have a big head. The uncle's head was bigger. And and so uh, yeah, he just like came out of nowhere. It's like you're just gonna throw this character in, well, and, and the, yeah, it was a mess. The guy did have a second child, but the but the deformed son killed his other child because the other child wasn't deformed. Right. So we're like, oh, right. we have a pretty kid, and that kid got killed. So like that can't be whatever this man's name is. I can't think of this man's name. I because yeah, of the first when they were like, and then that kid that kid stole a horse, what they said, um, and started breeding. And so I assume there's a lot of inbreeding because again, that's the stereotype mm-hmm. we want to display with hill folks. Um, Uncle Wes, I hope apologize for that <laughs> before it was too late. Um, because I would not be I would not be happy with him if I grew up in a little hill and I was living my best life and I came down to see a movie. I was like, is this what you think of me, Uncle Wes? Is what you think? Right. Um, but <laughs> here we are. Uh, right. I I don't know how we got to have so many kids because I mean, like him and the woman he stole, I could do so much. I imagine, but even with the inbreeding, this is a lot of people. Just would you have another uncle stationed mm-hmm. somewhere else with a different family? We we need a right. family tree. I need somebody to explain to me like I'm five where these other people came from. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Also, I mean, yeah. It, Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just gonna piggyback on that and just say, um, I mean, you could you could take it yourself and just be like, okay, well, this whole family must live in this whole nuclear site, you know, where the where the 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 hole was, or you know, the you know what I mean, the crater, whatever I'm trying to talk about. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they never give you anything else. I mean, they throw in exposition every now and then, but they never give you any kind of idea of just how many people are out there and 
because uh, you know a lot more people were affected than just one family you know so yeah it just it, it was that same feeling like you have so much that you can do with this story it could be so fucking good it but felt, it, he yeah. just it was a throwaway it felt like it needed to lean into one of those towns like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where everybody's in on it everybody's in on it we've seen those movies all yeah. the time especially yeah. this era where the whole town is corrupt and they're just like ooh city folk mm-hmm. can't stand them we've covered so many movies a lot of them are not great <laughs> Where that's kind of the story, where it's like this car full of college right. girls is here, and I'm a sheriff with bad intentions, um, and everybody's like, the "Sheriff's got bad intentions." It's Monday. Look away. Right. <laughs> that would have. I'm not saying those stories specifically, but like that idea of this town bands together. This is their own lawful shit. Oh, They're sort of pumpkin you head, be, whatever you want. That would have made you it. Just make maybe sense. flashback to that moment. That movie we were watching. I oh, they Shallow movie. Brave, y'all. Yeah. Don't watch Thank it. Thank you. I forget they made movie at least nine times a day. Beer. I and know, I just, right? Yeah. It just happened to be so in their cooler. It was so bad. So uh, while we're talking about things that make no sense in this movie that we get all the time in horror. Right. Of yeah. course, we get not one, but right. two yeah. pairs of tits. And neither were needed. But he needed to see that because... That's how we find out that, like a lot of characters in Wes's movies in that era, Foster will end life and limb for tits. He don't care what's happening. He's like, are those titties? Like his girlfriend in the bus. He's seen those before. Yeah. He's like, the dog was barking, but I saw tits. And I'm like, those are, you see those a lot. I'm sure you could give it five seconds. Like, why is the dog upset? Should we be worried? Because there's a man right around here trying to kill us. He's like, no, got to get it in. And I'm just like, come on now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And then him in the shower with that one girl who's like, let me turn completely towards you to tell you stop looking at me. And so I can also ask you how your girlfriend would feel about this. And I'm like, if you don't stop jiggling in the shower, like, <laughs> like come on. Mm-hmm. And then Sue, show, the girlfriend yeah. shows up and she's like, what do you mean? I, you were looking at her titties and then ran off to go get killed under some bus. I was like, and then he chases her with the fucking yeah. bus. What is happening? <laughs> the bus that has no gasoline. They had two cups of two cups of gasoline is what they claimed. And that's why they couldn't go anywhere, supposedly. And he's like, let me go find my girlfriend I pissed off with the last of our gas. And I'm just like, what reality show horror shit is this? I have so many questions, comments, and concerns. I, I don't like it here at all. I will say one positive thing about this movie. I liked the red bus. It was an interesting color. It was different than other buses that you see. I liked it. It was different than other buses at the title of this episode. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a cool red bus. It was very hippie, like 60s, I felt like, you know, but also they were drinking and driving a lot. I know it's the 80s, but like, come on, y'all. I mean, they were drinking and riding from the looks of this trip. <laughs> Why not? And then someone, I remember at one point one of the characters was like, oh, we're out of beer. And they're like, no. But then somehow they find more beer and they're still drinking. They kept finding <laughs> more beer and more gas than they'd said. Because again, they just sort of pulled over, like, we're almost out of gas and so we got to stop. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> At least we like, oh no, we blew a tire or something. Don't be like, we're almost out of gas. I guess we should just pull up here to Death Row Mountain and see what happens. What? I... Where it says, welcome, W E L C U M. I want off this. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. This was another one that was uh, 
hard to finish, you know, couldn't wait to get to that ending so I can say, okay, yeah. now I can talk shit about it. I got through it. <laughs> I was just going to say, it did make me want to watch um, the, the remake part two and, and see if it was. I've never seen the remakes. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either. I, they're both mm -hmm. streaming because, like, at first I was like, "What if we did?" Yeah, oh, like, that's too much of the hills. I don't want that much of the hills ever in my you life. Don't need those many eyes on our hills. I, I can't. I can't do it. I watch me end up doing it with my insomnia, but I don't want to. That's not the plan. Like that's right. not. That's not what was intended. <laughs> right. So, kid, what have you helped me? I completely missed what happened to Ruby. Is she dead? I think so. I mean, dead? she got knocked out, but it never said if she died or not. Um, I just assumed she did. Even though she didn't look dead, she looked knocked out. Because they're walking off into the sunset mm -hmm. with Beast and the two lovers as, and then at the end of the movie, and I'm like, where's Ruby? <laughs> he just left her ass. Didn't even die. wonder. Oh, she might as well, or she must be dead. Let's go. Yeah. And it, it just like I expected her to at least be the freaking hero again. You know what I mean? At least save the kids and and you know they get out of there alive or whatever. But she fucking died. She just went, fought her brother for a minute, and then just that was it. So it was like, what what was the point of even having her come back? I do not understand because literally we open with Bobby, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna follow Bobby, and it's like, no. And we don't even see Bobby's sister right. who also survived that last movie. Right. We go, I would say, what happened to her? Oh, they have a dialogue about her at some she point. She was enough to not be like, here. She was like, I'm not going back. Fuck that. Um, whereas Ruby's like, I'm going to go back. I grew up there. I got a new name and a new outfit. And I got new hair. So I'm fine. I'm protected. Um, and she goes in and she does all the wrong things. And I'm just like, so it's not even her being like, let me like defeat my like abusive family. There's no arc for her other than I'm out here in a white <laughs> top and I got Open my feather hair and I'm a pumps. new bitch. Um, Running. Right? Just like for two seconds, I thought Cass was her sister, but I was like, that's not her name. I don't remember what her name was. Oh. And she wasn't blind. So she like. She could have been uh, probably no, because literally she was still underwritten <laughs> in that first one. That would have been a fun character choice that we just didn't know. Like, we didn't know Katie wasn't Katie. She was Ruby the whole time. What? <laughs> <laughs> and Mama Jupe, she didn't get nothing. She got like two lines and a grunt. Right? Yeah. When she, she walked was... out with her tooth necklace. I was like, Uncle Wes, you are on very thin ice with me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That totally reminded me of. They, um, when I did a little bit of research on on the nuclear testing that they they did here in New Mexico, that a lot of it was done on Native American land, and so I think Wes maybe got wind of that, and so you could see like elements of Native Americans, sort of like you could see feathers here and there, or some things dangling that were very like Native American looking. The teeth necklace, yeah. um, so there was all these elements of Native Americans, but not a Native American in sight. So, yeah, that really pissed me off. I'm like, come on, Vato. At least throw in a brown person, you know, for fun, whatever. He also put those elements on women and people who are supposedly deformed and not, like, the men-men. If Because, like, there's right, two randomly right. white men who are running the shit um, in the first one. They are dressed like bikers. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. you're, you're saying a lot of things right now. I don't want to process Uncle West, but I see them. I see them. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it right now, but we're not having a good dinner. We're not going to have a good night. Look. Um. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
Are we ready for our hot takes for part two? Episode of hot takes and deservedly so. Like again, I love Uncle West. What the fuck was these movies? Look. <laughs> yeah, this one. He should have. Yeah. Um. So I'll let me go. I'll just say, uh, West should have when they came to him and said, "Hey, let's let's do this." He should have been like, "No." Let me save my reputation. <laughs> not, not do this film. It should never have been made. It just, it was pointless. It was, yeah. I think they were just the, the studio was looking to to cash in on his name, and they failed miserably. Um, I don't know how it did at the box office, but I would ask to speak to a manager within the first ten minutes. Sorry, West. I'd be like, sorry. <laughs> I made a mistake. I want a refund. I'm so sorry. It's not right. you. It's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get the studio on the phone if that's easier for me to get a refund <laughs> oh wow this movie made suppose estimated seven hundred thousand dollars i mean Ouch. in the 80s yeah. that was a nice chunk of change in the 80s i, I guess far I less found- than nightmare on elm street far oh, less yeah <laughs> right i found right i found and out yeah i guess we that's were- not too bad but it probably cost them a good two hundred and fifty thousand to make yeah, with the explosions and they didn't pay much in acting and all that and script or script support, but they, the, um, some like the explosions and some of those things were probably pretty expensive. So I would say 250,000 to make, um, yeah, no one made money on that movie. I found out while, cause these were on Tubi, that's why we did them. Um, I found out that there is technically a movie called the Hills Have Eyes three mind ripper, by Jonathan Craven, which is Wes Craven's son, and Wes Craven produced it, but it's not an actual third movie. What had happened was script fuckery as usual, because they all like greenlit it and like suited up to do a third movie, and they're like, "Haha, it's not." But they were like, um, "Let's also just market it that way for certain things, because you could do that in the like <laughs> back then, and people would be like, oh, yeah.'" And now we're like, "Y'all some bald face liars." Um, and so sometimes you'll see it as like he'll have eyes three mind ripper, and sometimes it's just mind ripper, because again. It's what it was going to be, but then it wasn't, but it wasn't, wasn't. And I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My hot take is super simple. Um, What was the reason? Next. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Agreed on both of those points. Um, I just want to mention that I just quickly looked at The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, the remake, I'm not excited about it. So if that tells you anything, okay. it doesn't look appealing. It's a 5.1 on IMDb, okay. whereas the first one was a 6.3. So, Wow. <laughs> and this okay. one's a 3.7. So if that gives you a frame of reference. I feel like yeah. the idea around these kind of movies was definitely of its era. Uh, Mm -hmm. because back then you could just be like ha ha we're in the middle of texas and there's a chainsaw that's a movie but nowadays we kind of want a little bit more most of us i'm saying most of us the remake of the first one (laughs) i I still stand by i think that may be the best of all four of these films it has to be it's a (laughs) 6.4 on imdb which i know rain of salt for sure but has to mm-hmm. be i've not seen her since she was in theaters and i don't really care to revisit her but she's gotta be if nothing else she's better than two and nothing else she's better than one and she's probably better than her own sequel and so good for her she's winning this battle <laughs> agreed um so my hot take is beast is the only character i care about i'm just like let don't kill beast kill yeah. all of the other bitches but let beast live right can let beast walk how- off in the sunset 
right? Because how can I have to be 20 minutes in the first movie to realize Beauty and the Beast? Because I don't do fairy tales. And I was like, <laughs> Me Beauty, too. And the, Beauty and the Beast? That's smart, Ooh. Wes. <laughs> I was like an epiphany. Ooh. Like, <laughs> Yeah, same for me. I, I didn't catch on until pretty deep into the movie. I'm like, oh, that's really cute. Right? <laughs> and then we killed her because we can't have any women, even if they're dogs. <laughs> I know. Unscathed. <laughs> we did. Like, like, she's accurate. Ripped her apart. So... And Bobby wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That Jesus was just the best one part of this part two, for, for sure. Hands down. 100%. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily. Oh, yeah. The best acting, best character. <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. Well, that is our <laughs> thoughts on uh, Hills Have Eyes and from 1977 and The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 from 1984. Thank you so much for joining us, Patricia. We loved having you on the show. Thank you. I loved being here. Thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. All right, y'all. Thank you all so much for joining us and listening. Next week, we are covering... Creep one and two with Joshua Cervantes because double double toil and trouble needs some trouble, and that's Josh Cervantes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, y'all. Again, thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.